Hello and welcome to the movie's past and present podcast. It's October 30th, 2020, and this is episode 56. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just on my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. Happy Halloween weekend to you all. New in theaters this week, we've got a supernatural horror film from 20th Century Studios called The Empty Man. Uh, This is directed by David Pryor. And The Empty Man uh, is based on a popular series of graphic novels from Boom Studios. And the plot goes like this after a group of teens from a small Midwestern town. Like we've never seen that before in a horror film, right? Um, well, and as if I'd know, because I never, I never see horror films. Uh, as this as this group of teens begin to mysteriously disappear, the locals believe it is the work of an urban legend known as the Empty Man. A retired cop investigates and struggles to make sense of the stories, and he discovers a secretive group in their attempts to summon a horrific mystical entity. Um, soon his life and the lives of those close to him are in grave danger, um, the Empty Man sounds pretty empty to me, <laughs> but still, if you're looking for uh, looking for some Halloween fare, that might be something to uh, consider. Also in theaters is a re-release of the uh, CGI action movie Alita Battle Angel. This movie was released in 2019, and um, it was not a huge box office hit, as I recall, but it's got a really serious cult f- following and so the studio decided to put it back out in 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 theaters, and uh, it uh, it's directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez. Um, also of note is that the film was written and produced by by uh, James Cameron. And so uh, this movie is is uh, a really interesting hybrid. Uh, I saw I, I saw it in theaters when it, when it came out in twenty nineteen. Seems like it was about 10, 10 years ago, <laughs> but uh, you know, just just last year, uh, this uh, Alita is this dia- is the cyborg, and so this 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 character is is highly done in major CGI, but she lives in this kind of hyper realistic world, at least the way the movie set. So lots of CGI in this movie, but as well as as, as actual actors. Um, too but so this alita who's been who's a deactivated cyborg she gets revived but can't remember anything of her past and goes on a quest to find out who she is um it's star it stars christoph waltz and and uh jennifer connelly it's it's actually got a, a pretty a pretty interesting cast and i thought it was an okay action movie um but again, as I said, it's it's got it's got a pretty big cult following, and it might be worth seeing and or revisiting if if you're looking for some options in the theater. Now, speaking of options, there are a lot of of combat classics going on, and and also some independent features that you might be interested in. So check your local listings if you're thinking about venturing out, possibly to a theater over Halloween weekend. Um, Again, the theaters are, I think, doing a very good job, at least the ones that are, that are open, uh, about being clean, keeping keeping uh, 
social distancing going on within the theater, being safe, wearing masks, having lots of, of, uh, of, you know, hand sanitizer and stuff available. And, and so hopefully you can have a, a safe and, and, uh, fun Halloween weekend if you choose to go to the movies. On the podcast here, I'm going to try to uh, step up my streaming game, given that there's not, you know, I think I think it's not going to be well until 2021 when we start seeing more mainstream Hollywood movies um, getting released in theaters. So, so uh, we got a lot. There's lots going on in the streaming world, and so uh, here's here's what I've got for for this week uh, on on Amazon Prime. So you know, if you're a member of of the Amazon Prime service uh, from Amazon.com, that also makes you eligible for their Amazon Prime streaming service, and they've got a lot of of, uh, of movies and TV shows and whatnot. They're also getting into they're also getting into the into the uh, feature film game. So they've they've got a, a new release here, which actually is a sequel. This is this is a sequel to the 2006 film Borat, and Borat is as uh, as you may remember is a, is a character from the British comedian Sasha Barra, Baron Cohen, and it's this it's this Borat is this television journalist from uh, from Kazakhstan, and. You know, it's 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 really kind of a mockumentary if you never saw the original Borat, but it's also, uh, uh, you know, definitely R-rated. <laughs> going going for for uh, kind of shock and awe, but 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 in the attention, you know, with the intention of, of being being funny. Um, this sequel, this title, the short ver- the short title is Borat subsequent movie film. <laughs> which is kind of funny and you know plays on on Borat's broken English. The full title as you, as you might have seen is Borat subsequent movie film delivery of retig- of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> uh, it's directed this time by Jason Wolliner and uh, you know basically Sasha Barra, Baron Cohen uh, is is using Borat. He used it, did this in 2006, and he's doing it again today. It's 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 really kind of a, a sh- uh, an edgy way of exposing um, American culture and all of its um, good stuff and bad stuff. I guess we'll we'll put it that way. Uh, you know, and of course, it was an emphasis on on uh, some of the bad stuff. But uh, Borat subsequent movie film is rated R for pervasive, strong, crude, and sexual contact, graphic nudity, and language. And uh, I haven't seen it, but I, I'm expecting that that's you know that rating is is probably um, you know pretty accurate. So um, now for something a little more Halloweeny. Uh, on HBO Max streaming service, there is a remake of The Witches. 
Now, The Witches, as you may recall, is is a is a uh, children's book by by uh, the beloved author Roald Dahl. Also, this book though was 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 made into into a, a film in 1990, also entitled The Witches, uh, that starred Angelica Houston. This remake is is done by uh, Robert Zemeckis. Uh, it's distributed by Warner Brothers. Uh, but again, playing on Warner Brothers HBO Max streaming service. I think this film was actually supposed to come out in theaters this year, but, you know, um, COVID. Uh, but this story is about a recently orphaned boy who's taken to a seaside hotel in England by his grandmother. Um, also staying at this hotel is a group of witches who have gathered to prepare a plot to rid England of all children. So, again, in classic Roald Dahl style, it's a bit dark. Um, it's uh, This this film was rated PG by the Motion Picture Association for scary images and moments, language and thematic elements. Uh, I currently don't have HBO Max, and so I, I haven't seen this film. It looks pretty, you know, CGI heavy, Uh you know, for for better or for worse, again, given given the fanciful nature of its plot, CGI is 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 a way to go. Um, Anne Hathaway plays the main witch, and and it looks like she's having a lot of fun in the role. So it might you know if you've got HBO Max, it might be something uh, worth worth checking out. Um, again, it's it's uh, it's the witches. So uh, finally, in in uh, in, a, in this uh, now streaming segment, uh, there is a remake of, of of the film Rebecca. Now, Rebecca was a 1938 novel uh, written by English author Daphne du Maurier, and and Alfred Hitchcock famously made uh, a, a film version of it in 1940, which starred Laurence Olivier and Joan Fontaine, and ended up winning the uh, Academy Award for Best Picture that year. And it's a great film. If you've never had a chance to see Hitchcock's Rebecca, it's great. Um, Netflix decided to remake this film. Uh, and it's directed by Ben Wheatley. And it stars um, uh, Army Hammer and Lily James. And so, you know, this 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 movie is about uh, a young a young newlywed woman. So in this remake, it's it's Lily James. Uh, who arrives at her new husband's imposing family estate, which is on which is uh, on the English coast, and and this husband had a previous wife named named uh, Rebecca, who who has since died, but her legacy lives on in the house. So uh, again, the Hitchcock the Hitchcock movie is great. I haven't seen this one on Netflix, so I'm hoping to check it out. What I'm probably going to do is watch. I'll probably will do a double feature and watch the Hitchcock version and then watch this remake on Netflix. And uh, chances are excellent. I'll probably talk about it on the on a, on a future podcast. So, so that's uh, Rebecca on Netflix. Netflix, there are a couple of films uh, from the platform that I've that are that are been newly released and that I actually had a chance to watch. 
So I'm going to review uh, two films from Netflix and then also um, a film that I watched on Disney Plus and then one on Apple TV Plus. So, we, you know, the streaming fun continues on the podcast. So quick, four quick reviews here. So first up is is a, a, a film that, again, it's on, currently on Netflix. It's The Trial of the Chicago 7. This, this film was uh, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Now, Aaron Sorkin is, is really a, 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 you know, a well-known writer. He's, he's the uh, creator of the West Wing TV show, which uh, I think is beloved by, by many. And uh, he also is just, I think, just an outstanding um, screenwriter. And... Uh, he, he also, uh, puts on the hat of being the director for this, for this film called Netflix, which is based on, um, the trial of it. It, it initially was eight people, but then it turns out, you know, they kind of got the name of, of seven since one, one, one was dismissed for a mis- uh, as a mistrial, but, uh, stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising that happened at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, it's a really, uh, it's got a really interesting cast. Speaking of Sasha Baron Cohen, he uh, plays activist Abby Hoffman in this, in, in this film. And uh, so again, quite a, quite a different role, although I think he's a pretty versatile uh you know, actor and, and, and performer, but Eddie Redmayne's in it. Uh, Jeremy Strong, Mark Rylance, Jordan, uh, excuse me, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Frank Langella, uh, Michael Keaton shows up. So it's got a really terrific cast, um, and it's I found it to be a very compelling drama. And I learned a lot about this 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 event. You know, basically, what happened was a bunch of peaceful protesters. Uh, most of them were protesting the uh, Vietnam War, which, you know, of course, was raging at that time. And uh, the, and during the during the Democratic National Convention, uh, th- there was a lots of clash with police and whatnot. And I think they were just basically determining, uh, you know, who who was guilty of what. And and uh, trying to sort some of this out, so it's it's actually a very compelling drama and very interesting to look at what was going on in 1968 versus what was going on today. So uh, you know this 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 film is rated R and and it deserves it for, for language and for violence. But the uh, uh, if if you want a thought provoking piece, I, I I thought that the trial of the Chicago Seven was 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 a was a good film and and uh i i um, you know learned a lot and and uh was was glad to be able to watch it so so uh next up on netflix now is an something completely different but only, but still on netflix is is an animated film called over the moon now i had actually a chance to see over the moon in in the theater a few days ago, it, uh, I, you know, I think that 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 Netflix distributed it so it could be considered for an Academy Award, 
Um, but uh, it's a, it's a full length animated feature, and it's it's a it's a co production from Netflix and from uh, a Chinese animation studio called Pearl Studios, and it uh, it's directed by two really co directed by two former uh, you know animators and directors from from Walt Disney Animation Studios, um, Glenn Keane. And John Cars, Glenn Keane is really kind of one of my animation heroes. He's he worked at Disney for a huge chunk of his career, and he's just an animator par excellence. He, he he's responsible for the character animation of of uh, Ariel from from The Little Mermaid from from uh, nineteen eighty nine, uh, the Beast from as in you know from Beauty of the Beast. Uh, from 1991, uh, a, the character Aladdin in Aladdin from 1992, the character Pocahontas from the film Pocahontas in 1994, and it goes on and on. He's he's uh, also a really great one. He did he he was the uh, animator of Tarzan in, in in Disney's adaptation of Tarzan from 1999. Anyway, and and Glenn Keane was actually orig- originally slotted to direct. Um, what ended up being the film Tangled at Disney, and I think he had some health problems or something happened, and he was he was more became more of an executive producer, but he was responsible I think for all of the character designs, or, or very hands on involved in, in 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 the production of that film, so that's got his imprint all over it. Anyway, need need I say that Glenn Keane is great, John Cars. Um, he he is an Academy Award winning director. He he's responsible for the wonderful um, short from from Walt Disney Animation called Paper Man. And if you've never had a chance to see Paper Man, that's that's uh, worthwhile. It's really stunning. It's 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 uh, anyway. So the two 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 directors which I really admire. And I was thinking that this this actually had a lot of potential. Uh, over the moon, and so the uh, I have to tell you though, I, I was uh, overall quite disappointed. Um, it it looks great. This 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 film is is it's it's an animated musical, so very similar to you know what you what you'd see come out of Walt Disney Animation Studios about a little girl. This they live in China. She she um, believes in a mythical moon goddess. And after some tragedy in her life, she decides to build a rocket ship and blast off to the moon to meet this, to meet this mythical moon goddess. Um, the film has a lot of kind of Wizard of Oz type elements to it, which is fun. But ultimately, I think that that it it uh, the story for me totally fell flat. The animation is gorgeous, but. I just feel like the the story was really um, lacking. It's got a cool cast, uh, uh, primarily of of uh, uh, a- you know Asian actors. Um, a standout is is Philippa Sue, who who um, plays the Moon Goddess. Speaking of, uh, and she she uh, Philippa Sue is is a uh, e- Eliza. Skyler from from the original Broadway cast of Hamilton, and so she you know she's really good. But there's um, Ruthie Ann Miles and John Cho, uh, 
and um, Margaret Show, Sandra O. Oh. So just you know, a, a lot of a, a lot of great um, actors in this, and they just assembled a lot of talent. I just think that they needed more, more, more work on the story. Just found it really, really not satisfying. So, so anyway, Over the Moon is currently available on Netflix. If you want to check it out, maybe at least you can see some of the animation. Um, and again, ultimately, I got to tell you, you know, I'm not the target audience, so kids might really enjoy it. Um, and also, I, I thought <laughs> that just. In a way, it was such a blatant copy of, of, of the Disney formula, at least initially. That uh, honestly, that kind of seemed a little uh, a little derivative. But again, not the target audience. So, so over the moon on on Netflix. Now, speaking of Disney, let's jump to to a film I watched on Disney Plus uh, called Clouds. Clouds is uh, a teen drama. And it's based on a true story. Uh, there was a young man named Zach uh, Sobiech who uh, who sadly died of cancer. But uh, with he decided he and one, and one of his best friends decided to to record uh, an album, and they put videos out on YouTube, and and uh, it really turned into a a, a viral sensation. So, so particularly with, with, with the song that was called clouds. So this, this movie is directed by Justin Baldoni and it, uh, I have to tell you, I thought clouds was, was really quite good. I'm not, again, not the target audience, but it, uh, it had, it had a good cast and a good script and and also you know it's heartbreaking it's i mean how pleasant is it to watch a film about a teenager dying of cancer you know it's 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 heavy and it's hard but i thought kudos to to uh, director justin baldoni and and to a really good cast that 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 was able to to pull us off and make it you know tragic but also uplifting so in the in in the lead role as 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 zach is um Finn Argus, I think that the the main a huge shout out needs to go to to Nev Campbell, who plays Zach's mother Laura. Uh, she's she's really the heart of the film, and also again you know being being the mother who's having to do, um, you know again to quote Hamilton you know the unimaginable, uh, but she's she's really good. Also Tom Everett Scott plays the dad. Um, Rob, um, Tom Everett Scott, as you may recall, was in a great movie many years ago uh, called "That Thing You Do," uh, and there's a fun little homage to "That Thing You Do." I think in in uh, in this movie, if you've ever seen that, you can look out for that. But but uh, uh, I'd recommend watching Clouds again if you can if you can stand kind of a teen tragic drama. Uh, but I, I thought it was I thought it was a well made. A well-made film, and uh, last up is a film that that uh, was on Apple TV Plus streaming service. So all these streaming services, how can we even keep track, right? So I guess I gotta tell you, I uh, 
I got a new iPhone last year, and when I did, they signed me up, Apple signed me up for a free year of Apple TV+, Plus, which is their streaming service, and they uh, uh, have quite a bit of original content that they're starting to put out there. Uh, and one of them now is this, is this feature film called on the rocks and on the rocks is written and directed by Sofia Coppola. She's the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola. So she's got uh, a great family heritage in, in filmmaking, but this film stars Rashida Jones and Bill Murray and, uh, it's 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 about uh, a daughter, Rashida Jones, uh, who turns to her father when she thinks her husband is cheating on her. Now her father uh, cheated on his wife, you know, on on the Rashida Jones character's mother, and so there's they're they're working through a lot of different things in that regard, as well as just uh, a relationship as uh, as. Uh, as adults. And so th this movie is uh, beautifully filmed. It's filmed mostly in New York city, um, you know, pre COVID. So that was kind of bittersweet to see, see all the, uh, uh, you know, kind of regular life, um, going on, uh, as we knew it. And hopefully as we'll know again, but the, uh, Really, the strength lies in in the performances from Rashida Jones and and, and from Bill Murray. Sofia Coppola, I think, is a very good director, and she she uh, really uh, I think gave them great words to say, and they and they they uh, they deliver really solid performances. Uh, I you know Bill Murray is as one of my favorites. And the, he plays an interesting character because he's, I mean, you love him because he's Bill Murray, but this is a complicated man, you know, one who's, who's got a past, who's not, who's, who he's, that is, he's not necessarily proud of, but it happened, um, who wants a relationship with his daughter, he wants to help her, but his daughter's got issues with her dad too, you know, understandably so. Um, it's rated R. For some for some languages and sexual references, but but uh, on the rocks, and I and truth be told, it's the first it's the first film, even though I've had this membership for a while that Apple gave me for their Apple TV Plus service. Uh, it's the first film I've I've watched uh, on it, um, but but uh, you know maybe not the last because if, if if it can be up to this this level of quality. Uh, uh, I, 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 I'd be all for it. So anyway, I, I thought On the Rocks was, was um, solid and, and, and recommended. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present Podcast. Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog, at moviespastandpresent.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, uh, and on Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. Um, follow me on Instagram, too. I'm at moviespap, uh, as in past and present. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Happy Halloween, and until next time, 
Thanks for listening. Bye.